This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. What do we say here, Jack? What do we say? All the good vibes heading into the All-Star break. All the excitement. All the we swept the Marlins in Miami. They never do that. And then it's just like right back to where we always are. Right back to where we know. What a, what a disappointing weekend. What an embarrassing weekend of baseball from the Phillies. From everybody. We'll obviously get in the Nick Castellanos thing. But like just... Just such a loser weekend from the Phillies. For the first time coming out of the All-Star break, and they've been competitive the last few years, Jack, but the first time coming out of the All-Star break, we're all like, you know what? I feel good about this team. They just kick us right in the teeth. Anyway, how you doing, buddy? That's a stupid question. Oh, but, but, yeah, thank you. Good That's job. a stupid question. By the way, presented by Miller Lite. We love Miller Lite. Miller Lite, the one good thing about this season right now and honestly, I didn't even want to do the podcast. Say it's how annoyed I am with this team. I'm basically doing it so we can tell you about our event on Thursday night because you should come hang out with us and it's going to be super fun. So you're welcome. Uh, Miller Lite uh, is the only reason you have a podcast right now. So there you go. That's how I feel. Go ahead, Jack. Well, and, you know, sometimes, I don't know, this podcast, I think, is, uh, I would say that <laughs> no podcast rides the highs harder <laughs> and no one rides the lows worse um than this podcast and i guess where i'm at right now is that what i watched this weekend was a team that one i felt like view the win over the marlins and the series win over the marlins as like a division clinching thing like I think they viewed beating the Marlins as like, okay, now we've arrived, which is like such a sad existence that you you beat a bad baseball team in Miami, you sweep a bad baseball team in Miami, and you think, okay, we're good now. And how they played this weekend pretty much confirmed every single doubter's, you know, uh, uh, worry about this team. Like every single doubter was uh, – uh, like they were, they were, they were, uh, it worked for them this weekend. Like that's, that's what they did was create doubt in a fan base that I would think largely, I would say what James, like 80% were, were feeling good about them and, and believe that this team had a different feel than years past. And, um, I know we've been suckers to that in the past, but it, it really, did feel <laughs> like, I mean, no, no, no podcast has been more suckers to, to believing in this team. No more me than you. I don't, I, I don't feel like I need to, to lump you into this. Um, but I, I think even the doubters, uh, view this team as different and that's what makes this weekend so frustrating. It's like you, you come off a big series winning against Miami. You, you build up a lot of goodwill. I know hopes were down a little bit heading into that, that Miami series. And they, they stabilized and they had an impressive weekend. I mean, they killed the Marlins and to go and do that this weekend, like truly winning teams. Don't do that. Like truly different teams. Don't do that. Um, you know, it seems like as Schwarber's cooled off, 
everything has cooled off. Um, like Friday night was just embarrassing. I mean, legitimately, one of the worst weekends of my life, James. One of the worst oh weekends. My like, God. <laughs> like it's one of the worst weekends of my life. I really, I really, uh, I, I, I'm really down. I really, uh, yeah. I last time you were really down, I was trying to pick you up. You ain't gonna get that for me. And look, you know, they're only, you know, they're still three games over 500, and there's still a lot of baseball to play, and yeah. they got a lot of bad teams on their schedule. Like that means anything, apparently. I mean, can you? The Cubs are 38 and 57 after sweeping the Phillies. Like, man, that's a bad baseball team. They came into this series at 35 and 57, 22 games below 500. This Cubs team coming into this series, and the Phillies are fighting for a freaking playoff spot. Like, it was infuriating. It was a, a mail it in weekend. No big hits. No, you know, today, you know, they get runners on the ninth, the DD fly. Like, they just can't get anything going. Castellanos just sucks. Like, what a flat-out loser. And we'll get to the thing, because I actually, I actually am, I think this specific instance, we'll get to the thing with him in Salisbury, to your, the stupid question. I actually don't think he's, like, I don't think he's wrong in the moment. I think he's just, you know, you're struggling, dude. Like, just shut up and, and figure out how to hit baseballs. But... We'll get into the specifics of all that, but just across the board, yeah, it feels it feels like a really down time for this team right now in terms of of what we expect next night. Like I don't I don't expect to like they were down four three and and you know like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, whatever. Like I'm like, oh, they're gonna come back, they'll get a hit, they'll tie this game, they'll and like I just thought they were gonna lose today. I really did. I watched. I was like, eh. I was like, you know, they're gonna lose. And and that sucks because that's not the vibe of the team that we that has gotten us so excited, and they're starting to to show the cracks without Harper, without Segura, with the injuries they've had, with no Eflin, and we talked about Dombrowski needing to go out and do something to help this team. He didn't, and this is what you see coming out. There's no there's no fire from this team, and they played crappy baseball. I almost cursed Jack. I almost said a different word for right. the baseball that they played. Yeah, and and honestly. <laughs> I'm looking at the Cubs lineup, and I'm like, yeah, I might be more afraid of m- more people in the Cubs lineup than I am the, the oh, Phillies man. lineup, which is like such a, a disappointing uh, spot to be in. But I mean, their first like six hitters, at least they're all batting like over 250 or whatever. Um, so yeah, it it was a, a really frustrating weekend. I mean, the thing is, like, I I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not in the mode. I mean, maybe you are. I'm not. Like with the whole. I'm not throwing in the towel like ah no 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 definitely bad. not definitely not like definitely i, I not. just i frankly I, I don't feel that way i view this as like a frustrating weekend i, I still Same. like they're 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 two, they're two games out of a wild card like they're, they're three games over 500 i can't do the whole season's over like they lose they play bad for a weekend it's like okay yep bad not gonna check in like don't believe it's like listen it was a bad weekend and i do believe that winning teams don't do that um but I also think, it, you know, the, you mentioned it, the, the loss of Segura and loss of Harper. I mean, like, now the, the players that you were relying on, the, now they can't go cold. Like, Hoskins and – I know Hoskins had a couple hits today um, and, and whatever. Schwarber had let off the second half with a homer and then did nothing. Um, but, like, when those guys go cold, you know, there's just – there's no one behind them that can pick them up. And it's pretty much like if, if those guys don't hit a home run – then it's really hard for this team to win. And then you're relying on a starting staff that's been pretty good. I mean, like, the Falter start is basically just a bullpen game at this point, which is – it's so annoying because I do think Falter can be good. Just – I mean, like, he goes down to AAA and he's 
pretty good. And then he comes up here and it's like batting practice. Um, but the starting rotation has been pretty good. The bullpen's been much better than I think a lot of us uh, thought or even felt uh, a month and a half, two months ago. And the offense, the thing that everything was, everyone was banking on as the thing that was going to carry this team and the thing that they, they went over the luxury tax to, to smash the bell, as they said, um, they've just been woefully disappointing. And I know Segura and Harper are out, but you look at, at Cassianos, you look <sighs> at... Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, buddy. You look oh, at God. you. You look at uh, JT and and Didi, and it and they're just they're just there's nothing. There's just nothing there. I, I when when Castellanos was leading off the ninth today, I was like, oh well, they already have they're they're down. Uh, they they have two outs left because he's an he's an automatic out at this point. So, um, you know, it, it's it's really annoying. Um, but like. They need they need something to kind of flip the switch again and get going. Um, and I, I just don't know how, after the series in Miami, after getting a little bit of a breather, I just don't know how you come out that flat. And, and that's what's so frustrating about what happened this weekend. Yeah, I, I think it's such a great way to put it. They they came out completely flat. And look, I mean, you know, you can. I think you can play a, a place a a large share. Look, there's blame to go around, and and the injuries and. You know, uh, JT certainly deserves his share of blame. Didi, I just, I think Didi's kind of cooked. I just think he is what he is. But, you know, he's not the player they were hoping. He's certainly not the player they're playing for. But, you know, it is what it is. Nick Castellano sucks. Like, what a loser. Like, this guy is as responsible for this Phillies team not being able to pick it up as anyone. By, like, without doubt. Like, Harper goes down. Step the bleep up, man. Like, Jesus. Like, I... I hate I hate it. It 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 drives me crazy. All right, let's let's just get into the Cassianos thing because you know I can we can talk about I I I can't talk about him hitting. So let's talk about him talking, Jack. What'd you make of the Salisbury thing? I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. If you haven't, basically, um, after the game yesterday, uh, Salisbury asks him a question. Basically, says, "Did you hear the booing?" And Cassianos is like, "That's a stupid question." You know, he's not necessarily wrong. You know, it's like, if, you know, he's basically like, I heard the, of course, well, it's, I heard a, it's, the it's more like a question for a follow up. Yeah, exactly. Said, then, right. then Jim should have followed up again. Okay. Well, how do you respond to the fans booing you or whatever? Or the very first question, let's be honest. The very first question should have been, Hey, you heard the fans booing tonight. You know, how does that make you feel? Or, or how do you respond to that? Or do you appreciate the fans? Or whatever. Like, there are a bunch of different questions you could ask. I agree with Cassianos that, that Jim phrased it poorly and he didn't follow up the right way. But at the same time, Cassianos also just, you know, you, you stink, dude. Like, you don't have a lot of leeway to do that. I'm sorry. Like, I, if he were hitting and that kind of thing happened, I would be 100% on his side because I do agree and I understand I can get frustrating and... A question like, did you hear the booing? I understand it can be like, man, come on. What kind of question is that? You know I heard it. Like, it was crazy loud. I, I My ears work. Like, of course I heard it. So I can understand him getting bristly at that. But, dude, you stink. Like, you're not allowed. You don't have any leeway. You have no leeway. So even if you're in the right in certain ways with this, you're going to come off looking wrong. Like, go out and hit baseballs. You have a college degree. Go hit baseballs, right? Like, don't worry about any of this other crap. And I get it. He's frustrated. But what did you make of the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I think on one hand, um, apparently like 90 seconds of it was like 
was taken out. And it was it wasn't like as oh, quick of an escalation. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually really interesting and it does was, matter. It's very important Context matters. Look, yeah, like when you're looking at the whole story, like it's a very important. It's not like it went from zero to a hundred. Like apparently there was follow ups, and then but the way it was cut um, is 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 how it ended up looking. Um, you know, it frustrates me. <laughs> like it just it. I don't. Like I, I just think it's so. In, I think Alec Bohm showed exactly how you should handle these situations. You know, um, come out and be honest, and and the city will 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 embrace you. But these kind of of instances, and I know Castellanos has traditionally been a fiery guy. Um, you know, if I was in a situation, if I was in his shoes, I would be frustrated too, um, and I would be annoyed at the line of questioning. Um, but at the same time, like. He's gotten off so easy here. Like like he he hasn't received any criticism and it's almost August. It, it's it's the end of July and this is the and he hasn't hit by the way since May, you know, since early May. And he just hasn't received any criticism. Like sure, maybe on social media. But that was the first time I think he's really been booed uh was last night. And you know, to, to, to come out and have that kind of response, like, I, he, he, you haven't gone through it enough here to have that kind of, like, visceral reaction. And to me, it just sets up for a bristly five years if he doesn't start hitting and he doesn't figure it out. Like, I'm not ready to give up on Cassiano's the player and it's never going to work out here and whatnot, but, like, that moment's going to stick with fans for a while. Um, and it... it you got to come out and, and turn it around offensively for them really to, to get over it because his first, first reaction was not accountability. You know, it was, it was that situation. On Salisbury's end, you know, I do think now the 90-second the, the context matters, obviously. Um, but I think he got a little emotional about it, um, you know, just because, you know, he was being challenged, I feel like, a little bit, and he didn't think it was a bad question and whatnot. Um, so, you know... I don't think Jim was totally uh, correct there, um, but really for me, like with Cassianos, like you, you, you haven't gotten it at all. Like you haven't been ripped, you haven't been booed, and you've been bad and killing this team for a month and a half now, and, and especially when Bryce goes down. So I, I don't want to hear the, the 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 bristle after the game if you're not going to back it up and go hit. And today again, it's just like weak contact, bad swing and misses, like. They say he's he's grinding and, and, and working all the time to figure it out. I need to see some results because that's gonna that's one of those moments that this fan base will not forget. That's a stupid question. It's something that's gonna be used all over. Um, oh, buddy, just, has there just, ever been a, a a bigger like every single show at WIP will have that on the drop board? Every single one. Oh, I already thought about it. Yeah, I was almost going to drive in today and add it to, uh, <laughs> add it to my drop board on a, on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, it just it just creates that little divide um, by by not just kind of being like, you know, Bryce kind of laid out the the, the template a couple of years ago with the whole, uh, you know, I, I would boo me too, and it just it's one of those moments that that that's not casting on kind of casting on his personality, but he's also never been this bad of a hitter. So I'm sure he's frustrated. Um, I'm sure the fans are frustrated 
And my only hope is that this is something that can kind of get him going a little bit. The first uh, uh, chance for that was not a, a great one. Yeah, I'm also I'm I'm done with the this will get them going or this will get him going thing. We've just been to talk about being suckers. We've just been way too wrong with that way too often. Oh, this is the thing. Oh, this moment. Oh, this is gonna fuel the team. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I look. I, I think you nailed it, and that's kind of you know where I was trying to say less eloquently that you know th- this guy. You know, I understand how you could be bristly. I understand you're upset, you're struggling too. But you know, I I think he he went too far with it, and he doesn't have the ground, the standing right now to do that. You know, he just needs to take his take his L's on the chin, bro, because you got a ton of L's hanging off you right now. So just take uh, take him on the chin, and and to the point with Salisbury, yeah, I think. And look, I think that's kind of the way Salisbury does his questions too. He'll always do the kind of question and just kind of fe- see how you're feeling and then ask the follow-up and stuff. So I don't I don't blame Salisbury in this at all. Like, I understand what he was trying to get to and stuff, but I understand why Cassiano's heard that specific question was like, yeah, of course I heard the booze. He just handled it the wrong way. And it's because he's angry and it's because he's pissed off. And I get it. But like... Sorry, man. To, you, you made a great point, Jack. Like for someone who has gotten the kind of money he got and has played the way he has played, like that dude in Philly gets crushed. We crush those guys. The guys who get the big contracts and don't live up to them or don't come close. And honestly, a lot of the time, as we've talked about, look like they almost don't even care when they're out there. The nominees of the world, like those guys, are going to get crushed in this city. And Cassianos has kind of like skirted past a lot of that so far. You know, we've complained about his hitting and stuff, but he really has not gotten crushed. He hasn't gotten the booze. And, and and you know, outside of the, the interaction between Salisbury and Castellanos, those booze were well-deserved, well over, you know, over were time. Were you in the ballpark, young. by the way? Oh, like, buddy, you, were, I was. Were you I, leading the charge? Yeah, I mean, they were deserved. Like, dude, like, sorry, you deserve to get booed. You suck right now like you've sucked so hard in a phillies uniform you are as big a reason this team can't freaking hang on or isn't 10 games over 500 instead of three as there is on this baseball team like you stink so you have no you have no ground you have no hand to quote george costanza you have no hand in this relationship all right you just got to put your head down and get better and hit some baseballs and shut up so that's yeah, what I'm i at. just i i gotta be honest i i, I don't i just don't think this is something that's gonna end up I, I I don't have a I don't have a good feeling about this like this the relationship between Cassianos and the fans like, I just he doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna you know just take his L's as you said like he seems like someone that's gonna like I I could totally see him like hitting a big home run and then like giving the thumbs down to the fans you know what I mean like I just I, I don't see this really ending that well um and for a guy who's here for the next four years after this uh, that's not a great place to be at. Yeah, that's, that's putting it lightly, Jack. Um, all right, uh, we'll get to... Do you have anything else on the weekend or whatever? Because I, I honestly don't care anymore about the weekend. We're moving forward. Like you said, it was just a horrible weekend. I hate this team right now. I don't really have anything else to say from the weekend before we move on. Did you have anything else you want to say about the weekend? No, I'll, we... I'll, I'll, I'll just put it in the take bag. Yeah, that's what I figured. All right, so we'll get to the take bag and the um, somewhere between 15, 20 minutes of draft monologuing that Jack's going to do. Uh, but... Coming out with us. This is the main reason for the pod today is we are going to be hanging out uh, at Time Out Sports Bar in Skipback, PA on Skipback Pike. Uh, it's going to be this Thursday night, a special watch party with Fritz and me. 
July 28th at 6.30. We will be there. We'll be watching the Phillies game there that night. There will be a special appearance from a Phillies alumnus. Can't wait to see who that is. And, of course, there's a $3 Miller Lite special uh, for the night. And, again, you know, we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be watching a baseball game. Come hang out with us. What a, this is, at least we can find some fun in the sadness that is the Nick Castellano Sarah Jack. Once again, your fault. Um, and listen, they're playing the Pirates, so maybe hey. they can maybe they can snap their six game losing streak. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> would we would we still be there if they if they if they have a six game winning streak? Can we? You sure? I mean, I guess the worst case scenario is we have a thousand we have a thousand Miller lights and uh and hang out with the Phillies alumnus that could be Chase Utley. Sure. Yeah. Pro- I mean. Probably will be Chase Utley for you know just if I'm well, guessing. Apparently, apparently he's the new uh, he's the U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom uh, for baseball. Wow, look at or, that! No, that sounds like a government job. No, he's just like a, an ambassador for Major League Baseball in the United yeah. Kingdom. Well, maybe um, he can be the ambassador to the High Hopes podcast, the most important yeah. podcast in baseball. Yeah, before he goes and hangs out with UK Phillies, you know, you know, why don't you why don't you come hang out and skip back first? That's right. I mean, it's Timeout Sports Bar. What a blast. I mean, who needs to go to England when you can go to Timeout Sports Bar? That's what I'm saying, Jack. Yeah, I agree. I am really excited. Ben, it's going to be fun. just a clock anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's just a clock. Just bring it's the not- takes. Bring the takes, buddy. <laughs> just keep them coming. I love it. This is good. Um, I, it's going to be awesome coming out with us, Miller Lite. Official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies. We love our Miller Lights. Uh, Fritzy, give us the take bag, buddy. All right. Um, I will save the... My favorite picks of the draft um, for later. So we'll go take bag and then we'll do my, my favorite players in the draft. All right. That sounds, sound fair to you. Sounds fair. My friend sounds whatever. This is your world, buddy. I'm I, I I showed up. I did my read. I got people excited about our event. Like I'm done for all intents and purposes. So, you know, I'll edit it. I'll post it. You know, you're good now. So do your thing. Just give me the ball and get it out of the way. Um, <laughs> I want to start off take back by uh, giving a special shout out uh, to my new friend and longtime listener of the High Host podcast, Doug, who owns the Alpaca 8 Ranch in Purserville, oh, Virginia. This is amazing. Did you go hang out with alpacas in Virginia? I did. I That's did. Awesome. I texted. I texted <laughs> shout Stelter. out to Doug. I texted Seltzer on Thursday, and I said, "Guess what I'm guess what I'm about to do." <laughs> and I was like, gonna go hang out with, at an alpaca ranch on my drive home from uh, from uh, Elkton, Virginia, where uh, Jill and I spent a week, or not, we spent like three days um, in like a yurt uh, with no service, got completely disconnected, uh, and had beers and hiked. So that was awesome. Um, and then, yeah. So then on my way home, Doug was like, Hey, would love for you to stop, stop by my, uh, alpaca ranch. Love the podcast. I have a, he has an alpaca named Harper, which I appreciate. Yeah, and, and another one named Scherzer who, because it has the, it has two discolored eyes. So it was oh, kind of cool. wild. It was kind of wild seeing that. So, um, yeah, it was a really cool spot. If you're ever in the area, it's like in the northern Virginia, right by Harper's Ferry, I guess. It's like it's like 15 minutes from Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Um, go meet a great Phils fan and 
meet some alpacas slash llamas and learn all about that stuff. So uh, that was cool. Farm life seems fun. And uh, shout out to Doug. Jack, you know, Fish has a song called Llama. So there you go. Do they? Do hey. they? How was Fish, by the way? I mean, Llama to boot to boot. One fish rocks. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in the 140, 150 range. I stopped counting a little while back, but it was super mm, fun, sure. man. I had a, a blast. I'm still recovering though. Um, uh, between that and I had a party yesterday. Like, this isn't the hangover pod, but I'm definitely not not hungover right now. How uh, how many repeats? None. <laughs> Obviously, if they're gonna repeat a song in the same venue. They don't do that, Jack. Come on, buddy. You out of your mind? Wow. Wow. All right. Well, hey, maybe maybe Mayor will join them next after uh, the great. Oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Um. All right. Are now you done? Are you done yet? Do you have more you want to talk even, about? Not even. Okay. Not even close, Michael Jordan. Not yeah, even close. Yeah. Um. So today they put Matt Vierling at the leadoff spot, and let me just say this: if they're going to put Vierling there, then you have to commit to it. Like, you can't just do the whole, he's there, he's not, he's there, he's not. Because you saw already in his at-bats that, like, it's an adjustment period for him. He's going from, like, batting 7, 8, 9 to batting 1, which is fine because he does put up, he puts together good at-bats. But, like, you saw today that he was clearly pressing. So if you want to make him the leadoff hitter, then you better stick to it. Because if you don't, then it's like, okay, well, he's terrible for three games. We're going to move him back down to 7, 8, 9. We're going to put Schwarber back up there. And and then maybe Matt Verling is not the same player that we had seen for the last month and a half. So you know I understand why they did it. I think he puts together good at bats. Like you know him, Hoskins, Schwarber, um, Bohm. You know those are kind of the guys that I look at as putting together good at bats. I just don't want to see him ruined by being at the leadoff spot, and I don't want to see him take a step back because I really have enjoyed watching Matt Beerling for the last month and a half, like one of the bright spots of this team. So if you're going to do it, fine. Like I think it makes sense. You get Schwarber with hopefully more runners on base, but you got to commit to it. You can't just do the three games up, three games down thing. If you're going to do it, give me at least 10. Sure. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I would probably still keep Schwarber in the leadoff spot, but I understand why they're doing it, and I agree. Don't just do it for a game and then abandon it. By the way, I would rather just focus on correcting you. You said the Phillies were two game out of the wild cards spot. They're only at one game out, Jack, just so you know. So, you're welcome. Uh, I thought the Cardinals won today. Cardinals lost to the Reds today, buddy. They lost again to the Reds? They lost again to the Reds. All right. No. How about that? Other teams have issues too, buddy. Well, wow, I'll say this. I mean, getting swept by the Reds is worse than getting swept by the Cubs. Yeah, they didn't get swept. They won one of them, right? But it's pretty close, actually. Uh, they and, I mean, did the, win one. They here's did, the they thing. Did. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're one game apart, the Cubs and the Reds, one and a half. So it's basically the same thing. Listen, Cardinals are losers. You heard it here first. Um, James, I physically cannot watch Didi Gregorius play baseball anymore. Oh, it's like, so rough. Like, I just... Well, actually, defensively, he's actually kind of fun. Um, he made a really nice play today. Um, but, dude, like, I, I, I don't know if this is going to make sense to you, but every single time he hits a baseball, it looks like he is hitting a sand wedge out of a, <laughs> out of a, out of a sand trap. Like, it's just, it's just such a weak little pop-up. And I swear to God, he's just hitting a golf club. And... Unless his bat is like forty-five ounces, like I just—he has so little power right now, 
And it's just such weak contact. And frankly, I don't know why he still tries to hit the ball in the air. Like I would just bunt almost every time down a third baseline and see what happens. Um, you know, there's a lot of unwatchable players in this team. Jerry's familiar being one of them casting at this point. Um, but Didi is just another level. And I don't know what they're going to do when Gene's coming back. Cause apparently he's talking like he could be back August 3rd, 4th. Wow. Is, yeah. He, he said, he said that on, on Friday, which I thought was insane. Cause I thought it was, I was pretty much like, all right, he won't be back till September. Um, he seems like he's gonna be back soon. There's just no way I'm put. I, I'm not putting Stott on the bench because I need him to get his his reps. I don't know who. And he's I, been I, and he's been like the most competitive at bats you've been getting. Oh, which is crazy because he's still batting 190. Um, I know. But and but the thing is, like, also his his second base defense has just been been pretty ridiculous. So he's been phenomenal, phenomenal. Do you put but do you put Stott at, at shortstop and Gene at second? Do you put Gene at shortstop, Bryson Bryson at, at second? Um, either way, like. I don't care if DD's making fourteen million dollars. Like I, I can't, I can't play him over those guys. We're so. way too deep in the season to do that. Like, and the, and they're already showing that, like, like, like Topper's already showing that he'll he'll move guys down. He doesn't care about um, money. Who you uh, are? Yeah, Topper doesn't mess around with that. Yeah, well, listen, he did put Familia in a in a tight game. I know, so. buddy. I just wanted to throw a Topper in at your Topper. I'm not super happy yeah. with Topper right now. Yeah, yeah, some. I some will shaky say though, I think I think I think the the real symbol of where we're at with Didi Gregorius is you saying just bunt it down the third base every every line every time and see what happens. That's that's and 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 me thinking, huh? Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> just hit them where they ain't, Didi, or bunt them where they ain't. Oh, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah, it's just, dude. I swear to God, like every time it hits the baseball in the air, I'm like, that looks like a that looks like a, a sand wedge. Like it's just, it really does. It just yeah. kind of like softly flies into the outfielder's glove every time. It's like he's just always hitting a flop shot. Yeah. I, I don't. It's it's wild. Um, James, it, it feels like, and I don't know how you feel, but it, it does feel like we're heading towards one of those deadlines. Where they're gonna trade for like Martin Perez? Oh or yeah, buddy. Jose Quintana, or you know, I actually think Martin those. Perez is probably too good for what they're gonna do. Yeah, well, he has a classic like was an all star this year and then been like kind of bad the second half, or not yeah. the second half, but like the last month. And I only say that because I own him in fantasy and he's just crushing me right now. I so. know, me too, um, buddy. He'd been so good for so long though that uh, that you know, and I picked him up off the wire. So props, Martin. That's my guy. Still my guy. Yeah, so it, it feels like we're heading towards that direction. And I know that people are saying, well, do you really want to invest in this team, in a team that is, you know, um, competing for like the third wild card spot? And I guess my answer to that is, you know, I want to go after someone that can help next year too. Like that's, and, and if it comes this deadline, it comes this deadline, or if it's this offseason, whatever, I just think that, you know, I'm not ready to throw in the towel and I'd rather go get a difference maker. And for the first time, I actually am willing to put like a, a Mick Abel on the table Whoa. to go to go get like a, a real I would I would go get another big time starter. You know, I would put him in a, in a package to try to go get Montas or or Castillo from the Reds or whatever. Like and it's not that I I'm like down on Mick Abel at all. I think he's gonna be a good pitcher. But I guess where I, where I finally got to with this team is that I actually trust their pitching development for the first time in forever. And I think that they can continue to find 
and and develop like the Mick Abels of the world. So like we don't need to hold like hold on to all of them. Like if we hold on to all of them and all three of them come up and we have like this '90s Braves rotation, like sure, that's 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 like the ultimate outcome. But you know, if you want to use that kind of an arm now for a team that's in their window to to go compete. I think I would probably do it. Will they do it? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to trade any of those arms to to go get a guy for now. But when you look at the trajectory of the franchise, like by the time that Abel, Griff, and well, yep. Griff will be up faster, uh, and Painter, who I, I, th- I think is untouchable, but like, what does the team look like when those guys are up here? Um, Griff should be up by next year, so whatever. But like Painter and Abel, like. Is it going to be a 33-year-old Bryce? You know, is it going to be like a 33-year-old Cassianos? Like, these guys are getting older. So, if you go out and trade one of the guys now, you go get a guy for the next year where you have a front three of, of Wheeler, Nola, Montage slash Castillo. Um, that's pretty dominant. You, you bank on Bryce being healthy again. Um, you, you, you maybe bring back Gene Stott second year Bohm, who continues to look pretty good offensively defensively was a massive regression last night. I just think it makes sense from, from a team building standpoint for where this team is at. Um, so I think it's something they should consider. I don't know if they will. Um, but for the first time I'm, I'm okay with doing it because I do think that, you know, if you want to draft a, a high school prep arm in, in the first round next year, I think they're going to do a good job of developing them. They've, they've really done a good job when it comes to uh, getting these pitchers ready to go. And I think as they continue to get more talent down there, they're going to continue churning out results. Yeah, I, that's what I've been saying the whole time. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you've and you've got a core that you have to commit to. Like, this is, like you've co- not just have to, you have committed to this core. So it's either going to work or it's not, but the kids in the minors aren't going to be a part of that. Like Mick Abel is not going to pitch Bryce Harper to World Series, most likely, unless, like you said, it's an older Bryce Harper. So um, I'm with you on all that. Um, And uh, I I would like to see them do something. I I think they need to do something. And look, it's, you know, you know, I'm 100% with you. I need someone who's going to be here past this year. The only way I'm going for rental guys is if I'm, you know, giving up org guys or, you know, giving up cash. I'm fine with that type of move. But in terms of if I'm giving up something real, I'm absolutely getting someone who's going to be here past this season. I think that's a must for me, and and I'm and I'm with you. I think that's a smart way to do things. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I don't know if they will either. I really don't. And I think this next you know week is going to you know kind of drive their decision. If they continue to sputter, it could you know change their decision. So it is kind of a a pivot point with that. But ultimately. I would commit to this core. I think you already have in the way the organization, it's like a double barrel thing. You got the young, young, young guys and you got the core at the major league level. Like, you know, they're not that close together, unfortunately. Or do you want to get really crazy and go get Xander from the Red Sox? We're falling apart. That'd be fun as well. So I would be down with that. Yeah. Listen, get Dave Dombrowski, get the, get the whole crew back together. Um, there was nothing more infuriating than, uh, having to watch Drew Smiley, dominate today and then david robertson closed it out um oh and yeah and what what did we do to deserve this you know like david robertson was the most durable reliever in the sport his career career era is like 2.83 he comes here and for the first time in his career his arm blows out and it's just like these things never work out in our favor and having to watch a failed free agent signing <laughs> dominating. Oh, no, I guess he didn't dominate, but whatever. Like, shut us out in the ninth was just like, 
really. Just to just to to, to pour some sand over us. That's what we gotta do. So whatever. Frustrating, frustrating weekend. Same thought, buddy. Exactly yeah. the same thought. Yep. Um there's nothing that frustrates me more, James, after losses than the well, I guess it wasn't Girardi's fault crowd. Um Is there is that a crowd? Is yeah. that a what? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Jesus. Listen, very clearly. Joe Girardi had a healthy MVP, Bryce Harper. Uh, he had two months of Gene Segura. He had a fully healthy rotation and the same bullpen. And they were 22 and 29. Like, I'm sorry. He was a terrible manager. Just because the, the, the roster is not perfect doesn't mean that Girardi also wasn't an, uh, an abject failure here. So if you're, if you're thinking, oh, well, see, it wasn't Girardi's fault. The guy had a full roster, whereas our guy Topper is uh, is dealing with <laughs> Derek Hall being brought up and batting in the cleanup spot, which isn't like a big problem. Nick Castellanos not hitting, um, Schwarber going cold. Like he's got he's got no fifth starter at this point. Um, you know, let's 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 lay off the whole. Well, let's see, it wasn't it wasn't all Girardi's fault. I legit didn't know that was a thing, so I'm with you. Very disappointing, uh, James. I don't know why I have to start every one of those. <laughs> but it feels authoritative. I thought you um, did good there. I thought it was good. There is, like, I am very pro Big Poppy being in the Hall of Fame. Like, I think he's a Hall of Famer. But I just don't understand how he's a lock, no doubt about a Hall of Famer. And there's so many other guys that were also in the Mitchell Report that are not. And it's just like, how... Oh, How, where, where does this come? No, no, no. Uh, yes. I know, I've said this like, forever. Yeah, I, know, I, know I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir with you here. Yeah. Um, but it's like I'm watching these these big poppy, like, Hall of Fame stuff that's going on today. And it's like, yeah, I agree. But, like, what separates him from every other steroid it's a guy? Gr- it's a great question, Jack. Like, it's why is he – and, like, Pudge is the same thing. And I think they're – like, it's not that I don't think big poppy's a Hall of Famer. I think they're all Hall of Famers. Um but it's just like this this disingenuous like oh big poppy this big poppy that like well he's also he was also on the Mitchell report as well so you know whatever it's just just let's just let the people that we watch that we know are hall of famers in the hall of fame i mean come on i hate it i'm so obviously so 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 with you so with you and the last thing to take back before i get to my uh, favorite picks in the draft is juan soto <laughs> yeah, real quick. I'm happy you brought this up because I, I'm sure people saw, and I did not. I really did try to um, like disconnect. Obviously, I wasn't in a yurt with no service. That's probably the best way to disconnect. But I did try and disconnect this week. And one of the few things that kind of made it through my disconnection was people losing their minds at Joe Giglio for saying he would trade Bryce Harper for for Juan Soto, acting like it was like the craziest, dumbest thing that they've ever heard. People were like. And look, I, I love Bryce Harper, but like, it's Juan Soto. Like, what are, what are we doing here? I'm so confused, Jack. I didn't understand the vitriol and hate going on there. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, it was pretty wild. So, I mean, Bryce did win an MVP here. He's our guy. I get I it. Love him, uh, but Juan Soto's like six years younger. I know. Like, it's also it's about? also it's also never going to happen. So I don't really. Of care. course not. It's an absurd notion like they're gonna trade Bryce Harper back to Washington like come on it's a great take um but it, 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 uh, it was a great take a great um, great take. um but 
Uh, I just like I, I wonder if he ends up being that. Like I just, I'll be so infuriated, you know. Um, he could, just man. Like, he could. He, def- he definitely could. Straight wild although, card. Although, if I gotta be honest, <laughs> like I have a feeling that they're not gonna. Well, they they very well could, and this could all, uh, you know, be for naught. But I have this feeling that they're gonna sign Judge this off season just so Steve Cohen can like announce that he's arrived. You know what I mean? Like, I just I have a feeling that Judge is gonna be a Met after wow. like. Wow. Well, I'd rather Judge be a Met than Soto be a Met. Yeah. Um, Judge's answer at the All-Star game was one of the more insane things I've ever seen, where he's like, he's basically like, I'm not going back next year. So um, <laughs> it was it was like one of the, like if, if we were doing sports radio in New York, like I would have just, I think I would have cried on the air, honestly. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, I don't know where he goes. You know, uh, some Yankees prospects were pulled from the game today. That could be for Castillo, could be for Soto. Soto's still playing, so I guess that might not be happening. Um, you know, the Yankees, like this should be the trade. Like this is, this is a Steinbrenner, you know, kind of go get Juan Soto move that, you know, they would have done back in the day. Mets make sense. The team that I think should be all over it and and could be all over it. I I think the Cardinals make a ton of sense. You know, like they already have Goldie and Arenado and they have like a ton of interesting prospects that like they want to trade Libertor, Jordan Walker, um, Nolan Borman, Dylan Carlson. Like they have, they have enough ammunition to go get it. So um, if he gets traded there, you know that definitely hurts the Phil's wildcard chances. It's just like, imagine being the Nationals and like 2019, you win the World Series, and within three years, like you're trading a 23 year old phenom. Uh, Rendon's gone, Strasburg's hurt, Corbin's hurt, Scherzer's a Met. Like I, it seems like just, uh, I mean, what a deconstruction of of what was a truly phenomenal national national yeah it it, it is very quickly being taken apart they're like all right we got our chip we're out see you guys we'll be good in 20 years good luck well yeah i think like learner is is selling the team and they're going through that right now so i actually don't blame soto like he seems like he like wants to be on a winner i don't blame him at all dude at all like, why would he want to sit there and play for a 60-win team for the next four years in the middle of his prime? And the contract they offered him was BS, all the deferred money. Like, it came out to, like, 29 a year. It's like a joke. Well, well they did offer 15 440 with no deferrals, though. Oh, I didn't see that. The one I saw, I oh. had deferrals. But even oh, yeah, still, yeah. 15 for 440 like, let's be honest. That is an underpay for Juan Soto. Why would he sign that? Yeah, he's going to get $500 million. Yes, I mean, and he just, should. Like, he's worth it. Like, this is, you know, it's a low-ball offer. It was a low-ball offer. Even though yeah. it, it's ridiculous to say a $440 <laughs> million dollar offer is a low-ball offer, that was a low-ball yeah. offer. Well, and I, you must have missed it um, while you were on your, your staycation. But, yeah. um, dude, like, they, they made him fly commercial to the home run derby. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, Like, dude, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing? Jeez. It's pretty insane. It really is. I couldn't imagine that happening here. I would, <laughs> I think, again, I think I would cry on the radio. Um, I think you right. would drive in on Sunday and say, I don't care. <laughs> Tom Kelly, get off the air. This is my, yep. it's like, this is my possession. I need to talk. Yep. See you, Teeks. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll try to speed through this draft thing oh, for you. Please. Could you, could you, Val? I, th- I Honestly, thought we were going to be done 15 minutes ago. I don't care. Um, so, uh, all right, I'll, I'll go fast. But these are my favorite picks of the draft. Um, 
Mavis Graves, which is just a phenomenal name. I mean, can't you just great see? name? Great, it's a, it's a great name. So he wasn't on much uh, draft radars, I'd say, um, but he was committed to Clemson, which I think is one of the better team, uh, better uh, programs in the country. And just in watching him, like they and and Brian Barber talked about this uh, in his post in his press conference after the draft, like they see that there's much more uh, to him. And he's already up to 92 with, like, legitimate sync to his stuff. So you would think that if he gets into a college program, there's more there. And I just – the way I wrote it was, like, I think he would be a top two-round pick in uh, in three years when he's ready to come out. And the Phil's got him a little bit later. And they're banking on development. And I think they're going to do a good job with him. So um, I know he's, like, off of a lot of radars, but I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Orion Kirkering, uh, USF kid, he, like – did not have good college stats at all, but like, holy cow, when you watch his stuff, it's, it's just, it's stupid. So, um, another one of the, like the thing that the thing about this draft that, uh, it was frustrating going through it in the moment, but it's like, they had the 27th most, uh, money available just cause of the, the, your boy, um, they had to sign <laughs> and, and lose a second round pick again. Um, so they didn't have much money. Uh, they wanted to to save it to, to to get one of the players later, but the player the the pitchers that they got like just like this stuff just pops and I don't care what they did in college, but every single pitcher they drafted was like the stuff pops. So that's exciting. They didn't get as many big name guys as as I was like looking for in the draft, but when you look at the money and the circumstances, like it just wasn't going to happen. But anyway, um, Orion Kirkering, uh, uh, he reminds me of Bruce Star uh, Gratterall. Not as ridiculous as a fastball, but, like, same kind of mechanics. And a, a slider is disgusting. Um, Alex Roa is a Notre Dame kid who just looks like a big-time reliever. Has a has interesting uh, change-up movement. Kind of, you know, not not Devin Williams, but similar movement to Devin Williams. Won't be as good. I'm not saying that. But um, some, some legitimate upside there. Uh, Gabriel... Uh, Rincones Jr. is this uh, corner outfielder slash first baseman from Florida Atlantic. He only played there for a year, and two years before that, he was playing in a, in a JUCO. So, like, I think he's barely on anyone's radar, but, like, he raked at, at FAU. Um, similar kind of profile to Ethan Wilson last year that I liked a little bit, but or I liked a lot, um, and has been off to a slow start. But I think he has really good bat-to-ball skills and uh, a lot of natural power. So I think if he had played another year of college baseball, he goes higher than what he did. But uh, I think the Phillies might have uh, stolen a player there. So I'm excited to see him. Uh, Alex McFarland, I think, is this, year, this year's Griff McGarry. Um, he, I don't know if they're going to make him a starter or a lever, but the, the raw stuff, like I saw his one change up. I swear to God, it moved like it moved like seven inches. It was, it was stupid. So um, another guy that they gave a ton of, uh, or another guy that has a ton of raw stuff that I can't wait to see how they develop. And the last one is Amarian Boyd, who heading into the year was like a top 85 prospect on, on some big sites. Um, but, you know, didn't have a great high school year, I guess. But at every big showcase event, uh, did hit well. And you look at the tools and it's, Man, he's fast. He's got quick hands. It seems like he changes his swing a lot. But if they can get him right, they got a legitimate upside player there. Like, it reminds me a lot of Chris Young, uh, the old Diamondback center fielder. So, you know, I think he's going to be a, a really interesting player. Crispy. And the more I watch. <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, and finally, this was never a, a surprise to anyone. But I have talked myself into Justin Crawford. Um, oh, shocking. Who could have yes. seen this coming? Yes. Well, well, honestly, like there's a couple. A week in a yurt, and you're you're all in. 
Well, there's a couple things. I, uh, dude, like Barbara was pretty much just gushing about about him and like how I, I think he was like the the main guy they walked in the draft wanting to get. So, listen, if we 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 can't sit here and say we trust Brian Barber with everything, and then he gets the guy that he wanted in the draft and and not be in. So if Barber's in, I'm in. The swings that I saw from later in his high school year looked much more clean. It's interesting. He's one of those guys that it seems like he chases a lot, but he doesn't strike out. I think he had a 7% strikeout rate. Um, so I thought that was interesting. He bet at 500. So it seems like he can put the ball or put the bat on the ball. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. So seems like a great makeup and all of that. So talk myself into Justin Crawford. And uh, overall, you know, I wish that they had, had, had taken more – Swings at some some starters and and some some prep bats that had, that had fallen, but when you look at the money and look at the circumstances, that just wasn't going to happen. I think they have at least four really interesting possible bullpen options and a corner outfield bat in Rincones. Um, so I'm excited as always. I uh, all I right, I'll take it. Love the draft. Love the draft. I know, buddy. It makes you so happy. I'm happy. Oh, listen, happy. like yeah, I was watching the highlights this morning of all the guys just you know going through yeah. it, and uh, I don't remember a single name you said. I, the Mavis name was cool. What's the Mavis name? That's a good name. Mavis Graves. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fully a hundred percent in on Mavis Graves. And unfortunately for you, I don't think we're gonna see him in the big leagues till you're in your mid forties. Oh, so God. in five years, I'll remind you oh, of Mavis Graves. Right? Yes. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'm two months from 41 today. Wow. Or tomorrow. Wow. Tomorrow is wow. two months from 41. Yeah, buddy. I am... Dying just slowly, day by day, and it's not that slow, Jack. Just dying. It's great. Yeah, I'm seven months from 29. So oh. I feel your pain. Oh, the, the party we're going to have when you turn 30. Oh, buddy, I'm never going to let it. I'm just going to call you old forever once you turn 30. Get ready. I feel your pain. Two old guys <laughs> on a podcast. Two old guys. That's what pods are, right? Uh, all right. What else you got? Is that it? We done? That's all I got. Wow, you can uh, you can enjoy the rest of your Sunday, pal. Thanks, pal. That means I'm going to bed. I will say, um, just saw it. No Arenado and Goldschmidt for the Toronto series. So things are already looking up. So there you go. Like we always say, James, everything's fine. Say that far too much. Uh, all right, you got any final thoughts or anything? That's a stupid question. <laughs> right, it really is. He spreads some salsa. We'll see you later. Yeah.